Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life Podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video game related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support this show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So we will start off this week kind of going or jumping right in. Actually, I should I, I should mention, I finally got my, my keycaps came in uh, from my keyboard. So it's going to go back. Um, a while back, my my K95 Corsair, like the super expensive keyboard that I bought like like a couple of years ago, that I thought I would be using for the rest of my life. And in all honesty, because it was it was so expensive, and it's supposed to be like you know the uh, the the best thing you can get at that time. But like yeah, for whatever reason, it stopped working. So I just got like uh, a really cool keyboard, HyperX um, Alloy Origin Core, ten keyless keyboard um, with Aqua switches. So it's like these tactile switches. Obviously, I'm like kind of just throwing like a bunch of words at you, I'm sure. But if you look it up, if anyone's interested in keyboards, uh, you kind of maybe like, you know, go jump in, in into this kind of like fandom of, of mechanical keyboard or whatever with me in a sense. Because uh, I got a keyboard. I really enjoyed it. I really like it. It's uh, It was a lot cheaper as well. So that was another one of the main selling points. It was on sale here on Amazon. And like I've been really liking it. Uh, the main thing that I wanted to do, and I wanted to do this with the Corsair one as well, but I just never got to. Or I just kind of never bothered, I guess. Uh, what I wanted to do was change the keycaps and give it like a new, like different color. Give it like a, just give it a look. Give it like my own personal look, you know. So that's kind of what I did in a sense with this one. And I ordered like these specific ones that were like, I think they were shipped from outside of Canada. So it took a while for them to, to come. And I think that was also, I also bought those ones because they were also reasonably priced. Unlike some of the other ones you can get like here. Um, but because this was reasonably priced, it took a while for it to come in. And today it came in, I set everything up and I really like it. I, I tried to post a photo of this on, on my Instagram, but like, yeah, like I have like the WASD are these pink rubber caps. So these are these, these like, this like new trend in keyboards where you get these rubber caps and they're basically kind of give you, they don't really do much in all honesty. It's more of they just have this texture, which feels kind of nice, especially on WASD, which is what you use to move in games, especially if you're playing, playing with the with the mouse and keyboard. And then everything else is kind of like this white, dark green, light greenish, kind of almost like this foresty kind of a look. And of course, I got like this really cool, like colorful desk mat as well. So it kind of like matches with that, kind of goes well with the whole color scheme I'm going for. Uh, but yeah, like that came in today. So I'm pretty excited about that. Like I, I set everything up today. Um, luckily, I... It didn't take too long because I was like, oh, well, if it's going to take too long, I might have to do it. Like, I, I might think about doing it later or something like that. But surprisingly, I was able to do it really quickly and everything was set in. And yeah, it looks really cool. I know this is like me kind of going on this weird tangent, almost like a weird thing that with me right now is like with it's like with mouse and with mice's mice with mice and keyboards. Um, since I got a new keyboard, I was like looking at other keyboards. I'm like, should I get a second one for just typing and one for just gaming? Uh, should I get another mouse? I did get another mouse. I have a, I already have a really good Logitech G900 mouse, which is like really fantastic. It's really great. It's like three years old, but it's still like, it's still doing great. Um, but I got like the Razer Viper Ultimate. I don't know if I, maybe I, have, I talked about this, but basically I got a Razer Viper Ultimate, this wireless mouse, which is like super light. So that's kind of the whole trend now with, with mouse. It's like, if they're super light, you can kind of play 
esports-ish game or first-person shooting game, it basically gives you just more control because it's so light, right? You're able to kind of aim more accurately. So I kind of like that, and I've, I've been playing that, and I've, I've been playing with it, and I've been, like, loving it. I've been playing a lot of split kit with it, and, like, I don't know if it's the mouse or if it's me. I'm pretty sure it's the mouse or it's just the bots, maybe. But, like, I've been playing pretty well, so I'm really liking this mouse. So, okay, we'll go. We'll move away from that. Just kind of like a mini update, I guess. Uh, first thing we should talk about is Bluepoint finally or officially being acquired by PlayStation. So we knew this was coming. We knew this had already kind of sort of happened when they leaked it way back by mistake. But now it's official. And the interesting thing was that they announced that they are working on an original game. And that is pretty cool. And then more rumors started coming out that Bluepoint is actually working on Bloodborne 2. So like obviously for me, the first thing is finally. Finally, we're getting a Bloodborne. We're getting Bloodborne Two. I've been wanting a Bloodborne Two since Bloodborne One came out, like literally the day after Bloodborne came out. And I tried the game for like a couple of hours. I already knew I wanted a sequel. The game was just so fun. It was just so good. Uh, I'm just surprised it took this long, especially considering how successful it was for both PlayStation and from software. But obviously, it seems that Bluepoint will be the studio that takes this on. I'm assuming this is mainly because Sony did or PlayStation did discuss this with From Software. And I'm assuming From Software probably said that, yeah, we want to do Bloodborne 2. That sounds cool. But we want to, you know, work on stuff like Sekiro. We want to work on stuff like Elden Ring. Like, we kind of see that From Software is kind of giving up on the whole sequel thing for a little bit and saying, you know what? Let's just, we just want to, we just want to try some new things right now. And we saw that with Sekiro, which like my favorite game out of their entire like Souls-ish franchises, whatever you want to call it. And now Elden Ring comes out in January, which looks amazing. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to love that as well. Uh, and so I I can totally see why Sony's like, look, we came to you. We wanted the Bloodborne 2 thing to kind of go forward. Our fans are wanting it. Every Our play, PlayStation owners are wanting it. Uh, if, if you're not going to do it, we own the IP. You know what? We're going to give it to someone that has an understanding of your system has respect for your systems like Bluepoint, who when Bluepoint just did Demon Souls, so they do kind of have some sort of understanding. And I won't be surprised if Blue Bluepoint is also responsible or is working on a 60 FPS patch for uh, Bloodborne. So they could probably be doing something like that on the side. But this is pretty exciting. If this is true, if it, if that is what's going to be happening, if them working on a new game means that's what's happening. It's it, it's. It's interesting just in my mind, I keep thinking about it. Like when I think about Bluepoint making an original game, like when you think about Rockstar and they make an original game, you kind of have an idea of, okay, it's going to be like GTA. It's going to be like Red Dead. If they want it to be like that, right? If you look at um, Naughty Dog, if, if you're like, okay, they're working on a new IP. Again, same thing. Third person, story-driven, action-adventure. With Bluepoint, because they're so, they're responsible for remakes and remasters and working on like, you know, fixing stuff up. I just can't pinpoint what type of game they would make. It could literally be something with like something that's like a first person shooter game. It could be a third person game. It can be third person story driven. Like I just don't know. So I'm not gonna obviously I'm not gonna just automatically assume that no, they don't they won't know what they're doing, anything like that. Like I'm obviously just gonna wait and see what happens because I do love Bluepoint games quite a bit, Bluepoint Studios quite a bit. And like I'm, I'm such a big fan of theirs, especially what they did with Demon Souls recently and, of course, with Shadow of the Colossus. So I'm pretty excited because you can tell that they have some amazing, talented developers. Like, they're, like, they're 
generally like it's kind of like insomnia games they're like generally so talented so i'm glad that they're getting this this avenue to be creative and if, it, if it's a former bloodborne 2 i'm happy i'm i'm a big fan of that um, but i do hope they also get some voice or like some some sort of say in terms of their next project maybe after that maybe say you know we did bloodborne 2 it's doing well we want to make our own thing now we want to do our own thing ground ground to uh 10th floor i don't even know what i was saying that but like you know you know what i'm saying just basically build it up from the ground floor, like our own thing. And I think that could be pretty special. So the next thing we should, uh, I'm, I'm not too, you know, invested in all this, like like I used to be, but I know that a lot of people are. When when Super Smash Brothers Ultimate first came out, uh, my friends and I, we would have like weekly meetups uh, to, you know, just dish it out. You know, we just play this game, see who the, who the best person is. Uh, one of my friends is just, ridiculously good he would just kind of destroy every single person like uh, it, he would we would give him like a joy con and we'll be using the gamecube controllers and like like one joy con that is and like yeah it doesn't matter he, he would still just completely decimate us uh but like we would have such a great time i would love playing this game i probably have like 60 70 or 80 hours into this game which i know i'm, I'm, I'm assuming in terms of like in general standards um i'm assuming it's not as high as a lot of other people that love that game. But for me, for someone like myself who, you know, for whom this was their first Super Smash Brothers game, uh, that's quite a bit, right? And I love that game. So like, I obviously got the DLC characters initially, but then they announced the DLC character pack too. And that's kind of when I fell off. That's kind of when I was like, okay, like, cool. Like, if I want to get it, I'll get it. And obviously they were kind of releasing it. And, and, and now finally they announced that the final one is going to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So it's Super Smash Brothers. Again, this is something that I am not too... Um, you know, too invested in anymore. And I know how big the Kingdom Hearts fandom is, how much people love Kingdom Hearts, the, the you know, the love for Kingdom Hearts 3 when it came out. I tried to get into Kingdom Hearts. I played one quite a bit. I haven't finished it, uh, but I, I feel like I was in the Tarzan world uh, or around there, but I never finished it. I remember playing it for, for, for a little while. But yeah, just kind of falling off. It's just hard to play some of these games if they're not, you know, if they're older games, you try to play them now with all these other games there. But like, again, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going on tangents here, but basically like I know Sora is one of the most requested uh, characters for Smash Brothers. I think apparently there was like a poll done by Nintendo and, and Sora was like the character that people wanted the most, like every single time. So I'm glad that this is kind of how it ends. And the, the thing I want to kind of talk about or bring up in a way. So Sakurai is the, is a developer or like, I guess a creative lead in all of this. And he's kind of the one that spearheaded this. Um, decides on the character that comes through, uh, decides on their movesets, like balancing all the stuff. He's kind of like the one that kind of, you know, gave us Super Smash Brothers. And it seems like this is kind of his way of also saying goodbye to the series because he's worked on this game since like Nintendo 64 days. So he's been on this series for still a long time. And I think like obviously a lot of people are, are, are kind of bringing up the question or raising the question that, okay, does this mean that like this is it? Is this, are we just going to get Super Smash Brothers Ultimate every Nintendo console? And I don't think that's the case. I don't know why that's like a, a thing that's popping up because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, why would, you know, why would Nintendo kind of stop here? They already, they have like 89 or whatever characters. And like, let's say, you know, Nintendo Switch 2 comes out or whatever, and they want to re-release this or release another version of this. I'm sure they'll kind of use this as like a base. And kind of the same, I mean, that's kind of how they've been doing it for a while. Like they use kind of like the base of the overall gameplay, the mechanics and everything. But like, in terms of characters, that's kind of like the, their way of making some, you know, DLC money. That's kind of their way, way of making more money 
on top of the game. Because once they sell you the game, that's it, right? Like there's no battle pass, nothing like that. There's nothing in, in there. At least that's that's what I believe. I, I haven't seen it, but uh, from what I understand, there's no battle pass or anything like that. So this is kind of their way of making more money. So they can't be like, okay, this is it. So next time to the new Super Smash Brothers game or like next like the next generation, they'll be like, oh, by the way, it's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate with all these characters. And yeah, that's it. You can just buy it one, one time and, and that's it. That's kind of why I just don't understand why Nintendo is not monetizing Mario Kart by giving us more levels or uh, racetracks or, you know, more characters. Same with like the way they did with Super Smash Brothers. It's just such, it's, you're just like leaving money on the table by not doing that. And I think Nintendo is slowly getting a little bit smarter about how to approach that in this day and age of, you know, battle passes, season passes, uh, free to play games, and then microtransactions. I think they're kind of slowly taking their step that way. So I I don't think I don't think they're just gonna like, you know, uh, port this over into Nintendo Switch Two, Nintendo Switch Pro, whatever it is. I don't think they'll do that. I think they'll port it over. Obviously, add like you know something else. They'll call it something else, and they'll have obviously the set eighty nine characters from the get go, and then of course they'll be like, oh by the way, here's another character, here's another character. Super Smash Brothers will always be this fighting game. That will continue to expand. It will be this fighting game that will just kind of encompass or just kind of be the thing that every other fighting game kind of aspires to be. Just the fandom and and the love and the work that goes into this game. So that's just kind of my opinion. I I, I just I want to bring that just because I want to talk, kind of talk about oh yeah the last char- last character finally got revealed, but also that hey like I don't think this is gonna be the last game like so I don't I don't think that should be a worry. I'm sure they'll get Sakurai's blessing and stuff beforehand. But even then, don't forget that, you know, Nintendo is a company, you know, so they also need to make money at the end of the day. So the a quick thing I want to quickly bring up, I don't think we'll, we need to dwell, dwell too deep into this, is Ubisoft recently kind of talked about Ghost Recon, their 20th anniversary, and they kind of announced this new Ghost Recon game called Ghost Recon Frontline. And basically it's Ghost Recon, but it's Battle Royale. And... I think my my voice, my tone, everything kind of says everything because I was a big Ghost Recon fan, especially Advanced Warfighter, Advanced Warfighter 2. Um, and then they did, I forgot the one that came after that, but then over time, they kind of went into uh, Wildlands, which was like kind of their you know new approach to it, which I, I wasn't really a big fan of. I'm like, okay, I already have Destiny. I already have like all these other games. I get it. It's not for me. Maybe the next one. And then they obviously, you know, brought up, you know, the, the Breakpoint and Breakpoint Initiative looked cool, but again, basically from my understanding and from what the reviews were saying it's essentially just like a carbon copy of wildlands and there's a lot of bugs a lot of issues story wasn't that great and it just left me like really disappointed because again like ubisoft is one of those companies who like their games are so near to my heart like they were the company that introduced me to assassin's creed and the world of gaming through that and like in terms of you know just what they can possibly do what games can possibly do and achieve um, Splinter Cell. I mean, I I just have so many amazing memories with Splinter Cell, Ghost Recon, of course, Beyond uh, Good and Evil, the first one on PlayStation Two. Oh my God, I can't. I I just love that game. Well, I think was it PS Two? Whatever. I I just remember playing that game somewhere, and I just love that game. And it's just crazy to see now that like the the every game, everything that's coming out with the announce announcement of X Defiant being there, free to play, uh, shooting game, went with with their the division. Um, I forgot what it was. There's another free-to-play version of the division. Then there's Hyperscape. Then there's um, now this one. 
right? They're just going into this whole free-to-play thing and, and they're using important or like great, like IP that a lot of people kind of grew up with. And I think that's the thing that really, you know, that, that like, it just, it definitely doesn't, you know, sit well with me in a way because I'm like, okay, like I get that you want to get into free-to-play stuff. I get that. I get that you want to try and, you know, gather this, you know, uh, Fortnite slash now Halo Infinite slash Splitgate, like this, this market, I get that. But I'm like, okay, just make a separate game like Hyperscape, make, make it its own thing. And by the way, the fact that Hyperscape hasn't really, you know, done too well, like, it's not like people are talking about it. It's not like I see it anywhere. I, I don't know. I, I, I would have hoped that was a sign. Like Hyperscape was good and all, but again, like you're trying to get into a market where people are already invested. But like, again, like I was like, okay, look, fine. You you want to try that? I get it, right? You want to, you still want to give it a shot, complete understandable. But the fact that you're like, okay, now we'll do that with Ghost Recon. We're going to do that with The Division. Next thing you know, it'll be, it'll be like Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell number one. And it's about you surviving to be the only one standing or something like that, you know, and like this thing, like it'll just keep going down this route. And I'm like, okay, like, I get what you're trying to do, but like, don't forget. I, I, I again, like, I totally get that they just released Far Cry Six and everything like that as well. Like, they are. It's not like they're giving up on single player games and everything, but it seems like they are. If if any of these become a hit, or if a couple of them become a hit, I can totally see Ubisoft just saying, you know what, let's try to find a way to make Far Cry into a multiplayer thing, and I can just totally see them just kind of leaving all this on the all the the fan base of the, the people that got Ubisoft to where they are now, just kind of leaving everyone behind. So, I hope that really doesn't happen um and like i know this is kind of going around especially with ghost recon frontline it seems that like a lot of people aren't happy so i mean i'm glad that i'm not the only one that thinks this way i hope that people aren't uh you know like, like i said i've already always mentioned this please like don't be me to the developers like you need to like just think about it that way that like you know a lot of the decisions aren't made by the developers themselves you know especially individual developers so like if you again like if you want to vote in in a sense vote with your wallet like if you're not happy about this like you know tell them in a nice way that hey this is cool and all but we want a new ghost recon game and they are apparently giving like a the breakpoint game um a, a new patch or new update or something like i don't even know if it's fixed i feel like everything i read anytime i read anything about it people are saying that like it's still not at a, at a good state or or whatever so i'm not going to be jumping into it but like that was something that i just quickly wanted to bring up for anyone that is a Ubisoft fan, a Ubisoft games fan like myself, and you know, who knows, you might like this Ghost Recon frontline thing might be the next big thing and the gameplay is awesome, but it's like it's like hyperscape. Like I'm sure these are great. But the thing is that the market is already so saturated, there's just so many games. Like, why can't you be be the one that takes the next step into story in storytelling and say, you know what, like let's focus on making these big God of War-esque games that just take over the take the world by storm right kind of like these but that's a huge amazing titles but they already have rainbow six siege so it's not like they don't have a multiplayer game that do, that's not that's like not successful like rainbow six siege is like one of my favorite games i love that game and like it's extremely successful but like i said quickly just wanted to bring that bring that up and i think just talk about far cry 6 this week this week is just has just been filled with stuff you know first we got like the nintendo switch oled which comes out tomorrow we have Metroid Dread, which again comes out tomorrow. We have Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, which I'm pretty excited about because it, it's basically Super Smash Brothers, but in the Nickelodeon universe. And it has all these like Nick, uh, Nick, no, is that Nicktoons? I, I, I think I forgot what it was, but like, they, yeah, basically like these Nick 
cartoons that I grew up with. And so like, I'm pretty excited about it. I haven't picked it up yet. I actually kind of, I'm trying to decide what to get it for. If I should just get it on my PC or if I should get it on my Xbox, because I usually try to get these games on something where, um, where like a bunch of my friends could come over and play with me. Uh, but at the same time, like just with everything that's happening in the world, sometimes it's, I'm like, you know, at, th- at this point in time, I'm like, how much have I played Super Smash Brothers with my friends? Like barely now, you know? So I'm like, maybe, maybe it might be better to just kind of, it, it might just be better for me just to buy this on my PC and just play it and stream it or something like that instead, you know? But I'm pretty excited about that. I just, I'm, re- I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, Metroid Dread, I do want to, I do want to pick that up. I wanted to pick it up tomorrow. But then I looked at like my backlog of games that I'm neglecting, um, which includes Far Cry 6 now, because I just got that through the Ubisoft Plus, Ubisoft Connect Plus, which is their subscription service, kind of like their Game Pass for PC owners only, where you can kind of get like their new games for free, not free, but like for a $20 subscription per month. So I'm kind of playing Far Cry 6. Uh, but of course, because of that, I'm like, okay, I'm already playing this. I'm playing New World. Maybe, maybe I need a, maybe I need a second, you know, maybe I need a second. But we we're finally in that in that time or in that kind of uh, moment of of twenty twenty one into the game releases where we have like all these games coming out and it's kind of starting. I remember I kind of mentioned it like a little while back. There was an, there was another game. I forgot the game. It was Deathloop. But there was another time where like games just started rolling out. But like now, obviously, we now we know for sure. Like with October, we already have like Guardians of the Galaxy, the the new Mario Party game that's coming out. We of course have you know all the Call of Duty Battlefield games, all the stuff in November, Forza, and of course in December we have Halo. So we have like a bunch of stuff coming out. But this week itself, like it's it's big. Like we have a lot of stuff coming. So I'll, I'll quickly jump into Far Cry Six. I'm I'm coming from the the point of view with Far Cry Six as as someone who played Far Cry Four, enjoyed it, and played it all the way. I didn't like super enjoy. I didn't like like you know I was I wasn't thinking that it was game or anything like that. But I was like okay, this was a fun time. Um, Far Cry 3, I played it, but I never finished it. Far Cry 2, same thing. I played it, but never finished it. Far Cry 5, I never got got it. I never got it. I just didn't find it interesting. Uh, same with Far Cry Primal, Far Cry New Dawn. So Far Cry 6 has been, it's like my first Far Cry in a very, very long time. So the thing that I keep reading about, like a lot of people keep saying is that, oh, it's more of the same. It's more of this. It's more, it's just Far Cry. And for me, that wasn't a bad thing. So going into this, I just want to say that I jumped in. I automatically, first of all, music, love the music. The music is awesome. Giancarlo Esposito, love him. Amazing. One of the best actors. And and then on top of that, the gameplay and how everything feels in the game itself, it feels way, way better than what I remember Far Cry 4 as, right? Again, I'm playing this game on PC and Far Cry 4 was on my PS4, but the gameplay feels smooth. Like movement feels smooth. Um... The, the gunplay and all that stuff, like, you know, the, the feedback from the hits, everything feels really, really good. So I'm really liking this game and I'm really enjoying it. Again, like I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like maybe two hours into the game. So maybe that might sour over time. I don't think, I don't think it should, but it might sour over time. But overall, I'm really liking it. On I, I, I have an RTX 2080 and on, on my PC and everything like that. And the game is at, at 1440p, runs at like around like 70 to 80 FPS on Ultra. So you know, it's not perfectly optimized, so it does dip. It does have like random dips here and there, which is, I, I like again, like you can tell that it wasn't optimized properly, but it'll do the job. You know, it'll run well on whatever type of you know GPU thing, whatever setup you have, or you can just get it on your PlayStation or or Xbox. But I'm really enjoying the game. 
I'm really liking it. And I'll, I'll kind of keep you updated in terms of if, if it changes, right? If it changes in any way. Uh, I just quickly want to talk about New World as well. I'm, I'm still really liking this game. I'm like, I think probably like 17 or 18 hours into the game. I'm like slowly, slowly kind of leveling up, doing the things. I'm taking my time with it. And that's kind of what, that's kind of how I'm enjoying it. I totally get people's thing of like, we're, we're finding the same things over and over again. Um, everything we kind of do is it's like repetitive. But like, I, that's kind of how I assume MMOs were, like that's how they were supposed to be, you know? When I play Final Fantasy fourteen, that's kind of what was happening most of the time. And I was just kind of in it for the story and just kind of the vibes and the, the music and everything like that. And the same thing with New World. The only difference is with New World, I'm starting at the ground floor versus Final Fantasy fourteen. We're getting the new expansion that people are really excited about. And I'm like on expansion, not even the first expansion. I'm like on the base game. And like just to get to the, the current expansion, you need to play like 500 hours of that game, right? So at least with the new world, I feel like I'm at the same level as most people out there. So that's one of the reasons I'm really enjoying it. I am really liking this game and I really do hope they keep working on the missions, the story, the expansion, just keep expanding on it. So I hope they do that. But anyone that's interested in New World, I honestly think you should check it out. Like it, it is, it, it's actually quite interesting. It's actually quite fun. And, and this is coming from someone who doesn't really play, pay, uh, play MMOs. So I'm just telling you, you know, this is like from my perspective. So I don't know if that's worth anything. You know, I know a lot of people who are fully invested in MMOs might look at this game and be like, no, this is not worth my time. I'm looking at it from the perspective of someone that really was interested in MMOs, wanted to get into one, but did not know like where to start with any and, and has tried multiple times, but it's just so hard. And New World was like the one that's like, come on in, no worries. We're all starting from, from zero and like help us kind of, you know, improve the game at the same time. So I'll also talk about Battlefield 2042, the beta. So the beta was available for anyone that has EA Play or has pre-ordered the game, stuff like that. So I, I play the beta and it is Battlefield, which again, like same as Far Cry, not a bad thing, which is really great. The movement for me felt, um, it, it's like, I, play, I played a lot of Battlefield 5. I really like Battlefield 5. I know a lot of people didn't, but my friends and I, we played Battlefield 5 like crazy on PlayStation. I played it a bunch on my, on my PC as well, because I remember I got it with my GPU actually. And then I remember I actually played it on the Xbox as well because Xbox had, at that time, uh, PlayStation didn't have EA Play, but Xbox had EA Play. So that gave you our, that gave you 10 hours of access to Battlefield 5. So I remember fully maxing out my 10 hours time uh, on Xbox for ba Battlefield 5. So basically, I really like Battlefield 5. So Battlefield 2042, I was already in it because I'm like, yeah, I, I want to go into the modern setting. That looks cool. And like the, the movement for me, I don't know if it's, if it's me or if it's me playing on the PC or something, the movement just feels different, but different in the sense that I can get used to it. It's not like something that I'm like saying that, oh, it's bad or good or whatever. It's more, it's just an adjustment. I just don't know what it is. I can't pinpoint it. I don't know if the, if it's also just the, the beta, the game looks amazing. The game runs really well. Like it, obviously there's like a lot of, you know, hitches. It like go, goes up and down sometime with the frame rate, but after a while it stabilizes and it runs really well. It runs really smooth. The gameplay, the time to kill for the gameplay and the gunplay is really, really, it's like perfect. It's not exactly like Call of Duty. So it's not at that level where it's too quick, but it's not what it used to be with Battlefield 5 or the ones before. I don't know if it's exactly like Battlefield 5, but it feels like it's a little quicker than Battlefield 5. So I kind of like that because it, that's just one thing with Battlefield that, I, it's not like necessarily like an issue, but something that I didn't really enjoy as much as I think a lot of people did 
was just like, you know, when you're kind of getting, you're lining up the perfect shot, it's such a huge sandbox and you hit a person and like, it barely does any damage, right? And like, obviously if you have a sniper or something like that might be different, but like in most cases you're like, okay, this is, and you're just kind of like aiming like crazy, especially if you're playing on a controller, it's just, it's ridiculous, right? So that was kind of the, like the main issue that I had so many times. I'm like, okay, I feel like I'm like, you know, in the sandbox, doing my thing, crouching, getting to the right position, taking the shot. And then it's like, okay, ping, like 20% off, right? And I'm like, like, no, like what the hell? Like it should be more than that. This, I'm shooting someone like this is like a bullet, right? So I'm glad that with 2042, it, it is kind of a lot better. So I'm really enjoying it that way. I'm I'm pretty excited about this game. I'm not going to be getting Call of Duty this year. I got, I got Black Ops Cold War last year because I'm a big Black Ops fan in general. And I really like that campaign. Uh, but Call of Duty, I, I don't know. I think I think I went through this phase with Call of Duty Ghosts and Infinite Warfare. And I'm kind of back in that phase. So I'm, I'm not really interested in Call of Duty Vanguard. So I probably won't be picking it up because we have games like Battlefield 2042. We have games like Halo Infinite. And we have games like Splitgate. You know, there's so many games, first-person competitive shooting games available to you that I get the Call of Duty, like the, the, the core Call of Duty group that like love that game will always buy that game, right? Will will always be like, this is like their competitive space. But I think for a lot of other people, a lot of people on the outside looking in and saying, hey, I want to play, I want to play an FPS game. What should I play? I think for those people, Call of Duty will not be that game anymore. This is just my opinion. I think over time we will start seeing other games like Splitgate, Battlefield, Halo just kind of take that chunk, like take a big bite of it and Call of Duty will have to start innovating in a sense. And I do hope they do because I, again, like I said, I'm a big, I do like Call of Duty. I love the Black Ops series. I really enjoy the Modern Warfare series. So like, like out of all the Call of Duty games, the only two that I haven't played or three actually is the It's Ghost, Infinite Warfare and actually Black Ops 3. Yeah, I actually haven't played the Black Ops. Call of Duty Black Ops 3, I haven't played because I played Black Ops 4, the one that was like online only, but Black Ops 3, I didn't play. So like out of all the Call of Duty games, those are the only three. So and, and you, every like Call of Duty games are out every single year. So there's a lot. So I've played all the other ones, right? So that's why for me, like, I think, I think this break is needed. I need a break from Call of Duty. Battlefield will probably be my, my go-to along with Splitgate, which I'm really enjoying. And of course, Halo. And let's see, who knows, you know, like who knows who wins out of all of this. The great thing is that Splitgate and Halo are both free. Battlefield, again, is, is full price, which I do not agree with. And I kind of talked about this for something that's only multiplayer. I do not agree with. And part of me is saying that I just want to, I, I might just get it through EA Play, the subscription thing, and just play through that and like wait for a deep, deep sale, like way down the line, and then maybe pick it up there. Just because I just don't, I don't like supporting stuff like this where I'm like, no, I get that this takes a lot of work and everything, but you're telling me, that you're going to charge $80 for this game when there's Halo Infinite that's saying this is free. Like, like, come on. But again, just my opinion. I don't think same thing with same, the same feeling that I have with Returnal and how I waited until there was like a big discount where I, where I was able to pick it up. I, I might do the same with Battlefield, although I do really enjoy that game. So, so let's see, let's see what happens. Thanks so much everyone for joining today. It really means a lot. Uh, please let me know if you want me to cover anything. And I do apologize. I keep mentioning that I'm going to get back on my streaming schedule, get more regular with, posting stuff on Instagram. Um, I know I'm pretty regular with YouTube and the podcast stuff right now, but like those two avenues, I, I, I do need to fix it up. And, and I am also building a website as well uh, for my content where people can kind of access it more easily. So like, yeah, just bear with me. Just a lot, number of things on my side that I'm just kind of juggling. And I think just also just kind of me discovering myself and what I you know enjoy and what I want to do. So it's just, it's just kind of like that little weird moment, but I will figure it out. But at least 
well, one thing's guaranteed if you ever need to reach out to me or talk to me about anything email me or send a message to me on instagram um if you want me to uh, like you know uh, cover something cover any topics please like let me know at the same time i will always post stuff like stuff from this from my podcast on youtube quite regularly as well so you can always catch it there too thanks so much everyone and i will see you next time bye